Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Thursday, March 16th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri Republicans have made bills curtailing transgender rights a priority during this year's legislative session. Critics contend the GOP is playing politics at the expense of a vulnerable part of the LGBTQ community. They have to find a new social wedge issue. They're trying to make it stick to trans kids. If this doesn't do it, they'll go after another one. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum explains how bills affecting transgender Missourians are a priority for state Republicans. St. Charles is preparing a potential lawsuit against Ameren over pollution in the city's water wells. The mayor says the utility has not met his request to pay for a new well field. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. St. Charles has hired the law firms of Blitz, Barger, and Deutsch, and Dowd Bennett. Former Missouri Governor Jay Nixon works at Dowd and is expected to represent the city. Mayor Dan Borgmeyer contends Ameren should pay for the cleanup and building new wells. I've tried everything, we've done all we could, and we're to the point now where the governor and his law firm are going to come in and take charge of this and make sure that uh, we follow the right path down the future. This move comes after the Environmental Protection Agency found last month Ameren was responsible for contaminating five of St. Charles' seven wells. In a statement, Ameren says the utility provider has taken aggressive action to clean up the site, which is overseen by the EPA. In St. Charles, I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis, St. Louis County, and St. Clair County will receive more than $110 million in federal funding to help families recover from last summer's historic floods. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development says the areas need the money after receiving public feedback on the flood recovery process. HUD Regional Administrator Ulysses Claiborne says the money will help people rebuild and avoid severe effects of future disasters. Students at the St. Louis High School, where a deadly shooting occurred nearly five months ago, are questioning whether they will ever get over the trauma. St. Louis Public Radio's Mark Degon reports. Some students from Central Visual and Performing Arts High School joined St. Louis on the air to discuss their emotions since the shooting and their decisions to speak out for stricter gun laws. Sophomore April Shepard says she'll never be the same. I didn't like loud noises before. Can't stand them now. It sends me into like a mini episode. I'm scared that an incident again will happen and I'm just going to be caught in the hallways and I just have to trying to avoid all like crowded places. The students say they were surprised by how far some state lawmakers went to avoid them when they visited Jefferson City two weeks ago to speak about how stricter gun laws might have prevented the deadly shooting. I'm Mark Degon, St. Louis Public Radio. Felt's Health in Rolla wants to improve operations and patient care by teaming up with St. Louis-based BJC Healthcare while keeping local control. The hospital is joining the BJC Collaborative to work with other hospitals to achieve cost savings and improve patient care. Blessing Health System in Quincy has been in the Collaborative for nearly a decade. CEO Maureen Kahn says it was critical in helping her hospital avoid a merger. The Collaborative understood what it meant to us to keep care local and what it meant to us to really look at strengthening our position. 
Khan says the collaborative has cost Blessing less than $15,000 a year, but has saved millions and helped patients gain access to better care. Some St. Louis area hospital systems are shifting to mask optional policies three years into the pandemic. SSM Health, Mercy, and St. Louis have all lifted the requirement. There are some exceptions, including people who have COVID symptoms or have a high risk of getting sick. SSM says patients can continue wearing face coverings if that makes them more comfortable. The move comes as the number of COVID-19 cases continues to drop. The Post-Dispatch reports BJC Healthcare is monitoring the outbreak but is not ready to lift mask requirements. Illinois' governor is considering tax cuts as revenues continue to outpace projections. J.B. Pritzker says revenues have been stable for a few years and there should be a conversation about whether any cuts can be implemented. The governor is not revealing which taxes he is considering or if any reductions would be permanent. He would also consider using revenue to boost the state's rainy day fund and add to Illinois' pension system. Missouri Republicans have made bills around transgender rights a major part of their legislative agenda. Many GOP leaders contend they are responding to constituents who want to see policy change. Others say it's political pandering at the expense of a vulnerable community. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Proposals that would affect transgender Missourians have become much more top of mind in the General Assembly this year. Republican House Speaker Dean Plocker said as much before lawmakers departed the Capitol for spring break last week. It is a priority. We're going to protect women's sports. We're going to uh, protect uh, surgical intervention for minors. Plocker was alluding to bills barring transgender girls from playing girls' sports and banning minors from accessing medical treatments like puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and sex reassignment surgeries. It comes as the issue of transgender rights is rising to the top of the GOP political and public policy agenda both nationally and in Missouri. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft says this development stems from GOP voters in Missouri pushing back against what they perceive as left-leaning beliefs. What we see from the left is we see that they're trying to push their agendas on other people. And Republicans generally are just saying, look, we disagree with you. If you want to do that, you can, but don't make us affirm that. Others note that conservative media outlets and social media platforms are playing a role in rallying support for GOP bills around transgender rights. Republican State Senator Rusty Black of Chillicothe says he saw an uptick in interest when the COVID-19 pandemic started roughly three years ago. I had grandparents getting a hold of me over these issues. And for some reason during that time when we were at home and quit run into the park or whatever else we were doing, uh, people become so much more intense on what was going on with their children and grandchildren. But critics see the focus on transgender sports or health care as a cynical political ploy at the expense of a particularly vulnerable segment of the LGBTQ community. Democratic Senator Greg Razor, the only openly gay member of the Missouri Senate, contends Republicans need something to energize their base since they've banned most abortions and gotten rid of many gun restrictions. They have to find a new social wedge issue. I think they thought it was going to be critical race theory. That dart didn't stick. They're trying to make it stick to trans kids. If this doesn't do it, they'll go after another one. Shira Berkowitz is with Promo, a Missouri-based group that advocates for LGBTQ rights. 
They note that the push to curb transgender rights isn't happening in a vacuum, as states like Iowa, Idaho, and Florida restricted transgender minors from accessing certain types of health care. Berkowitz adds that lawmakers are disregarding testimony from transgender youth who would be affected by these proposals. We've heard them say things like, you know, I'm supported in my in my family, I'm supported in my school, my teachers use the right pronouns for me, my classmates see me as who I am. The only people that don't are elected leaders in our state. One example of what Berkowitz was talking about occurred in January when Clayton High School junior Chelsea Friels testified over legislation barring minors from accessing gender-affirming care. These bills claim to protect children. I think that's in the title of two of them. The other one is saving adolescents from experimentation. But what are you protecting me against exactly? Um, I transitioned recently, relatively speaking, and I am the happiest I've ever been. I'm not depressed anymore. I'm not suicidal anymore. I've got a great group of friends, uh, all since I've transitioned. It's very possible that the final version of legislation curtailing gender-affirming care for minors may look different in Missouri compared to other GOP-leaning states. Razor says that's because the Missouri Senate has a tradition of a strong filibuster, which often forces people with different perspectives to compromise. And whichever party is in the minority... The strong filibuster helps that party rein in the more extreme tendencies of the majority party. While some Republicans don't see any room to accommodate Democratic concerns, Missouri Governor Mike Parson is hoping cooler heads prevail before session ends in May. I think hopefully you're going to get people at the table and figure out a solution is what I hope happens, and we'll see what happens at the end of the session. But it's pretty early to be making those determinations. Lawmakers are expected to continue debate over legislation that would affect transgender Missourians when they return next week from their spring break. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.